cliffcentral.com. Cliffcentral.com. It's always good when Anthea pops by with a little bit of info about what we need to know about the economy and what you need to know about your own personal finances and all the rest of it. How are you, Anthea? Good morning. I'm very well, thank you. Looking forward to my holiday tomorrow. Yes. What are you? Are you working today? I am. What do you? What do you got on the agenda today? Mostly admin, actually. Yeah. <laughs> got to knock that off today. Yeah. I've actually got meetings Ew. this morning. Yeah. Oh, actually, so have I. <laughs> she said, oh. Yeah. She went. Ew. It's part <laughs> of work again. Don't yeah. you get judgy? <laughs> oh no, I hate meetings. I know. Me That's too. The problem. The worst. All right, I'm not going to play your song this morning because it's not really a Monday. I've decided. Oh, it's not a Monday. It's a mini Friday. Well, False Friday. Yeah, but you can. You, you feel free to tell us as much as you want about money. Well, she is oh, wearing green for money today. She's wearing green. Yeah. What's the color of money? <laughs> yeah. So, what's happening? Okay. So, last week, week of central banks. All yeah. the central banks had their meetings. The Fed, US Fed, decided to they lower yeah by twenty five basis points again, which is fantastic. So their interest, their repo rate is now at one point seven five percent. Trump said it wasn't enough, and they should have done it a long time ago. That's exactly right. Eh. Never, never happy that one. No. He's got his own agenda, right? Obviously. Well, doesn't he want to do this because he wants to alleviate the trouble he's created for himself with the China trade war? Exactly. So he reckons by by reducing the interest rates, he will stimulate the economy. That's right. And that everyone will start spending, which would be nice if he was in South Africa and our South African Reserve Bank did that, right? You've been saying what Trump's been saying in America. You've been saying they should do here. <laughs> Don't, please. You, I can't believe you, you just compared have. me to Trump. Uh, is wow. it, am I wrong? <laughs> no, you're right. But we can. Anthea so- <laughs> Trump. Oh. <laughs> That's Mrs. Trump to you. Um, <laughs> so we, um, we had CPI inflation last week come out at 4.3%, which was higher than the expected or the previous 4%. But still below the midpoint of 4.5%, right? So they so, could have. Exactly. They had, they had some room. But they didn't. Again, on Thursday, they didn't. They're so dovish, those Reserve Bank people, aren't they? Other way around. Hawkish. They Mm-mm. want higher rates. No, but... Dovish, they, they would have cut rates. Oh, I thought that hawkish just meant you were quick to action. No. So hawks fly high, right. doves fly low. That's so they're kind of too the goddamned hawkish. Like I was saying, <laughs> they're too hawkish. Yes. Indeed, yeah. I mean, even retail sales, we saw moderate growth of 2% last week. So it's just, I mean, we need to do something about this economy, right? Um, of course, the Reserve Bank will tell you that it's not their job to do it. So, mm-hmm. I mean, they're pretty much in the same camp. Bank of Japan left policy rates unchanged, as did the Bank of England. Don't forget, Japan's got negative interest rates at the moment. I still don't know how that works. Basically, if you borrow money, they pay you to borrow the money. Um, How does it work? Yeah, so if you, that's right, they pay you to borrow money, or if you give them money to look after, you pay them. That doesn't make any sense. Yeah, it's a very, negative interest rates is a very weird phenomenon in the economy, but it's, I think, because we've had really no growth. I mean, we've had great stock market, we've had a bull market for 10 years. But no growth. And so what the banks are trying to do is to get um, – remember quantitative easing. The central banks gave all the yeah. retail banks money and said, now go and unlend that to the consumer. And the banks didn't do it. So mm-hmm. to encourage the banks to lend money out to the consumer, they said, well, if you keep that money, we're going to start charging you for hanging on to that money because they have to put it somewhere. So if the banks – it's it's kind of a weird thing because the banks would – 
get, lend the retail bank, let's say First National Bank, they, they lend their money and then the bank has to do something with that money. They should effectively unlend it to the consumer so that the consumer can go and buy a house and a car and all sorts of nice things and kickstart the economy. But they don't. And then they have to put the money somewhere else. So first round, and I'm just using them as but an do example, they, do they not then give it back to the central bank. And the central bank says, but we don't want it. We're going to charge you if you give us that money back. So go and lend it. But do they not want to unlend that to the consumer because the consumer is really bad at paying their debts? So they're not sure that they want to lend them money because right. they won't get the money back. That's right. So they're nervous about bad debts. Um, but bad debts is a, it's a reality of lending money, you mm. know, and it, and it's just about provisioning for it and understanding and, and making parameters that work for you. So one of the things that we know as South Africans, African Bank, they loaned money to the consumer without putting strict enough measures or parameters in place. And so they had far too many bad debts. Whereas people like First Rand are actually particularly conservative about it, so they don't unlend, and so you'll see their bad debts is very low compared to other banks, for okay. example. All right, so central banks, yeah. done. Done, dusted. We're over them. Right? Yeah, we're over them. Um, and then in stock-specific news, we had a couple of trading updates. We have Afrimat. They released a trading what does, statement. What uh, does Afrimat do? Uh, construction and providing equipment to mining companies. Oh, because Leanne and I were talking earlier. We <laughs> thought it was like people who make doormats. <laughs> yes. <laughs> don't, don't. I love the way you just break that down logically. <laughs> Afri, Matt. <laughs> I don't know how you got door in there, but <laughs> we'll go with it. <laughs> okay, so they, they're a construction company. Um, yeah, they, they rely on construction company. Um, and so it's not so much the construction but, and mining, of course, and materials. And it's not so much the construction business that they've been benefiting from, but actually the high iron ore price. Mm. Um, so, yeah, they said they're expecting headline earnings per share to be up between 80 and 100%. Sure, that's quite I good. Know, very nice for the half year. Um, and they're happy to see slight improvements in construction material segments. So. Okay. Okay, good for them. And then quite the opposite side of that scale, we had EOH come out with another trading statement. They did a couple of weeks Ooh. ago. These guys. What was the, the, the price there when they were at their, at their best, Anthea? Oh, I'm going to have to look it up. I was just opening my Bloomberg now to tell you, actually, because I wanted to see how much they're trading at the moment. Because sure. their update said they'd make a loss of 27 rand per share, which I think is... Well above where the share is trading at the moment. Sure. Um, I, I don't think I even have that on my watch list, to be honest. So EOH has just been an absolute disaster. Oh, absolutely. If you, so if you, if you invested in that uh, five years ago, okay. you would have thought you were onto a sure thing. Yes. And now you'd be sitting with worthless shares. Well, the shares trading at 11 Rand 48, and they're making a 27 Rand loss. Whew. That's it, okay? Not good. Um, looking for That is the, like burning half your money. It's actually setting fire to a pile with half your money in it. Pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> and so, of course, the question is now, can they turn it around? You know, they're still under investigation. Sure, this is a share that was trading well above 150 rand a share in the last wow. five years, from what wow. I can see. Wow, 150 rand down to what, 11? 11.50. Very sad. Unbelievable. But true. All right, so they've said that they're expecting another loss of 27 rand a share. Yeah. 
and God. and so they're saying that really it's impacted by accounting like ifrous issues and impairments that they've had to make. But actually, it's it's just been a disaster, right? So, Anthea, what about Blue Label? Because didn't they buy Celsi? Yes, and paid. And how's that going? <laughs> not so well. Paid six. Billion rand for their 45% stake in Cell C. Yeah, you thought your car was expensive or that you bought, <laughs> you spent too much money at the shops this weekend. Uh, try six this. Six billion rand. Ooh. And then guess what they did? They wrote that six billion rand investment down to zero. To oh. zero. Nothing. It's oh. worth nothing in their books. My God, that's bad. Yeah, so that's got to hurt them. So I mean, this that, is what does share. that do to a company like Blue Label? What, is, what does that do to their. I mean, what kind of discussions are they having in a in a board meeting? Yeah, so now it's about turning around the business, understanding whether or not they can make any money from it or whether they should sell their stake in it and whether or not there's a willing buyer because that's always the issue, right? Mm. Who wants to buy that stake so those and guys what are they going to pay for the it? The guys who sold Blue Label to sell C. Other way around, sell C to Blue Label. Sorry, yeah. that sold sell C to Blue Label. Those guys... <laughs> Are so happy they got six billion, and now, like, it's not their problem. Exactly. Right. That's right. Six billion. My word. Rand and the, and the Ooh. and the blue label people are like what? We the spent hell? this money. We've got nothing to show for it. Exactly. Wow. I mean, it's a real issue. They do have other businesses, but I think it's the Celsi issue that's the big one. I mean, this is a share that's down like eighty-five percent in the yeah. last. 18 months, 50% down this year. Terrible. And just keeps plummeting. It had a nice little bounce at some stage last week, but a dead cat bounce potentially. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, and then Sassel, what's happening with them? So we got news last week that Sassel's planning to sell its South African coal mining businesses. And this is an interesting one. I mean, it's not new that Sassel are trying to sell down assets to raise between $1 and $2 billion to shore up their balance sheet, right? They've had issues with Lake Charles in Louisiana. Um, and, and the oil price hasn't really worked for them. Although, when Iran attacked Saudi, Saudi Arabian oil fields, um, the oil price did spike. And so we did see Sassel run a little bit. Um, but yeah, so it would be nice if Sassel could sell down their coal mining business. Because I think the number was going to bring them um, – no, actually, they didn't say. That's why I'm looking. I couldn't remember. They didn't say how much it was they were going to sell these coal mines for. But they did say that whoever bought the coal mine, they would sign an agreement to continue buying coal from them. So if you so think – it's like a guarantee. Yeah. So you get to buy a coal mine. Buy, should we go and no, buy Cecil's oh. coal mine? Uh, first of all – Sure. Well, you, you've got it. <laughs> Let me just get my purse. Yeah. I'm sure I can get some I reckon, four and together. Well, I was going to say it's about 40 billion. Right? Okay. <laughs> Do you think That's it's my safe, contribution it's safe the You reckon this would be a good buy? No, I'm not mm. a I, – I don't know if I want to buy coal businesses, but it's not a bad thing, right? Mm. I mean, Business-wise, yeah. not great for the environment. Yeah. But then we've got all these coal-burning power stations, so you'll be in business. That's it, right? Yeah. You'll make and, money. And, and, and people were saying – it was funny because market commentators were saying that Cecil will be coming environmentally friendly. No. They're not. No. They're just not owning it. They're still going to buy and burn coal. Oh. <laughs> it's like, uh-huh. Yeah. All right. Um, here's a question from Dipiwe who says, please ask Anthea about rebosis. Do you know anything about that? The uh, property company, I'm not on top of it right now. Um, so I'll have to come back next week and All give right. you the lowdown on rebosis. We have to talk about Thomas Cook, though. Because they filed. The, the travel check people? Yeah. <laughs> yes. What a big thing this is turning out to be. 
They went into compulsory liquidation last night, um, triggering the biggest outside of wartime repatriation plan. They have to bring 150,000 British holiday makers back. It's a 178-year-old company that's now gone out of business. 22,000 jobs worldwide. Wow. I mean, how's that for a changing world? Eh? I mean, this is all about online travel booking, right? The first time I ever went overseas, I had a traveler's wow. check. Well, I had a, a few traveler's checks. Thomas, yes, I remember they were, those. They were Thomas Cook traveler's check. That was the only time. Because after that, you could use your credit card or you could fairly easily use currency. Yeah. And I, I, I never needed, those. I never ever again needed a traveler's check. <laughs> I don't think anyone ever has traveler's, surely no one still uses No. It. And remember you used to have to go into the bank and then sign in front of the bank. Yes. Each check. Um, yes. Each yeah. check, each check. What, what world are you guys living in? I know. What? Yeah. Okay. Ancient- that was annoying. <laughs> Did you just remind me how old I am? That was annoying. The, this is the ancient <laughs> times of traveler's checks. So what they've got out of business. Yeah. Thomas Cook. But it's going to take up to two weeks for them to rescue these passengers. But who are these people, and do they still use traveler's no. checks? No, Thomas Cook is... <laughs> what are they, traveling, a travel agent? a travel agency. agent, yes, they're a traditional travel agent. But and they manage pay, hotels. So these people have paid for their holidays or their trips or whatever. And, and now they're stuck in Greece and they can't get back because sure. the airline that Thomas Cook booked for them, um, Thomas Cook can't pay them, so they, their seats are now invalid. And <sighs> how do you get into compulsory liquidation? Um, so they've got huge debt in the banks, and I, I can't remember the number. I want to say it's like $200 billion or something crazy. Wow. Mm. And then the banks call it, um, and if they breach covenants, so the banks, when the banks lend you money, they'll say, if X happens or if your debt exceeds X amount of revenue, then we have to recall our uh. debt. And if they can't repay the debt, the banks push them into compulsory liquidation. Oof. Good question. It doesn't yeah. sound nice. <laughs> no, Do, it's not pleasant. Yeah. Do these people not have travel insurance? Um, probably, A lot yes, of the credit they, card companies, if you book a, a flight or whatever, it's usually insured just by virtue of it being a credit card, card transaction. That's right, yes. Um, and in fact, I think Thomas Cook probably has travel insurance, but they now have to go and organize for these 150,000 people to come back to, the, to Britain. I'd sure. be furious. Really? Know, if they if forced was, you to spend an extra week yes. on holiday, you'd be furious. Stuck I would. on an island somewhere I, in Greece. I, I, I don't want to. No, no, no. Whose expense? There you is. don't. Listen, if you planned your holiday for a week, you need to get back. There's that, that, that's bullshit. No one wants to just hang around for an extra week unless mm. you're a lazy person. I don't know. No, Gary. <laughs> there are three of us against <laughs> you what? right now. Guys, I was, I almost once, um, because <laughs> the flight from Berlin to Frankfurt was late, I very nearly missed that flight back to South Africa from Frankfurt, mm-hmm. right? I would have been annoyed. I wouldn't have been happy to spend an extra night in Germany. I think that's your inner workings of you just want no. everything to work. You've pla- you booked from X to Y because you've got a certain number of days that you can have a holiday. You also have stuff that you've got to get back and do, so you've planned around that. Why would you want to... Have someone mess with your plans. You're very so responsible. I think they sound slightly different. If you're already on your way home and your flight's delayed, then it's really just annoying. Then it is annoying. What if it's a business trip I'm and you don't want to be stuck in some horrible place? A lot of these people are probably not on Greek yeah, no. islands. <laughs> I mean, I understand that it's, it's circumstantial. But if I was in the Seychelles and I had to phone and say, sorry, guys. I'm going Thomas to be, be delayed your, by yeah. two weeks in the Seychelles. <laughs> uh, I'd be okay with that. As long as I have very good Wi-Fi, I'm like, 
If you're looking for me, <laughs> I'll be on Wi-Fi. Yeah, I'll sort it out. Sometime. I'll deal with it when I'll even, I can. I'll even call into Cliff Central every Monday morning from yeah. the Seychelles. Yeah. All right. You people basically admitting that you would take a free holiday anytime. Yes. Yeah. And I'm not ashamed. That's fine. No, don't be ashamed. All right. Thanks, Anthea. Pleasure. Very thanks, good. guys. Enjoy. The Money Shot. Anthea Gardner will catch up with her again next week, Monday. Cliffcentral.com.